0: and welcome to the uh, week two, day two version of the Success Briefing with me, Dr. Glenn Wallace, and my normal co-host, Georgia, uh, is not able to join us this morning due to some commitments at work. Um, So it's just me today, but you are all very, very welcome to the Success ID briefing. Apologies for starting a couple of minutes late. Uh, We were trying something new with the technology and always worth experimenting. But uh, sadly, <laughs> we were trying to hook up Zoom to Facebook uh, and apparently you can publish one straight to the other, uh, but uh, sadly that didn't work. So apologies for King is kicking us off a little bit late. So without further ado, I need to get into um, into the day. For those of you that have not um, been uh, on the show before, just really briefly, my name is Dr. Glenn Wallace and I've spent my working life, uh, most of my working life certainly, working with leaders to help them be more successful, more productive, um, and help their organizations and teams do the same. So that's where my kind of expertise lies, I guess. And what I wanted to do was to set up something like the success briefings to be able to help in this really, really challenging situation, because I absolutely get that this is not, you know, a pleasant or an easy situation for us all to be facing at the moment. situations are quite different across the board. So we've got people who might be having, you know, they might be on their own. So isolating on their own, which sets up its own challenges. We've also got people who are trying to homeschool young children maybe, and then also trying to hold down a job. It's just really, really tough. So what we wanted to do was try and help you manage that situation as best you can by building a community. So that's why we've got the Facebook, page and we've got the instagram sort of feeds and also obviously we're in onto LinkedIn and Twitter please join in those because much of the value of this program will be will come from how much you get involved in it and the other thing is I can only share so much information you've all got your own experiences you're already challenging, uh, tackling your own challenges and if you can contribute to the uh, community then the community gets stronger as a result of that so I really hope that you would consider chipping in wherever you can Um, and that's part of the show so um, listeners as leaders is part of uh, the show I'm just going to run through uh, the sort of typical format for you now and we've got a really packed show today looking at a a topic I've just become really quite interested in um, because of some more uh, recent research in habits and forming positive and productive habits so uh, that's the topic of today's show um. So before I get into what's on today, uh, just a quick note from our sponsors. We're really fortunate that the show has been sponsored by Integra Voice. Integra Voice is a data informed uh, coaching conversation app that helps organizations and brands engage employees and customers increasingly in an individualized way. Uh, really cool app. And we are very, very grateful that Integra Voice are helping sort of fund and support uh, the success briefings. So many thanks for that. Commercial over. Uh, let's get on with what we're on for, uh, to work with um, today on today's show. First, listeners as leaders. Uh, this I've already suggested. This is where we have some stories of success that have either been shared on the Facebook page or we've had individual interactions with listeners about a success or a change they've made as a direct result of the work that we've done on the show. And we've got a great example of that today. The second section is the Leadership Well, and the Leadership Well is a resource base. Um, And each day we use a different resource, whether it's a book, a saying, a, um, a podcast, or a film, something that will hopefully inspire you, give you some different perspectives and give you a little bit of motivation. So that's the second part of the show. The third part of the show is food for thought. And that is very much about the focus of the day. And Tuesdays, we look at productivity. And so today we're looking at habit forming and how you can um, generate uh, positive habits and also how you can stop negative habits and the, the sort of methodology to do that with the new science, which is cool. And then finally, and this is important, we we have, I think this is where we differentiate ourselves from other shows, uh, something called Coaching Corner. So I tend to be the one that leads a coaching session for you on the topic of the day. So today's coaching will be about how you create a positive set of habits that will be useful to you in this really challenging environment that we all find ourselves in. Um, what you'll need for that is a pen and some, uh, um, some paper so that at the end of the show, you can actually do some real work. So again, different from other shows where you're just given information, we want you to actually do some real work. So sorry about that. I appreciate it's early. Um, but we're really keen to make sure that we can add some value to your day by getting you off to a really strong start. OK, so let's um, start with the listeners as leaders. And and we've chosen, uh, Georgia and I, we've chosen that particular title for this part of the show on purpose because we've had great examples already of listeners to the show leading themselves differently as a result of the show, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, Had a lovely conversation yesterday via Instagram with one of our listeners called Roshan. So morning, Roshan, if you are listening today. Uh, Roshan was in conversation with me around the idea that we talked about yesterday about acceptance and the role of acceptance in this situation that we're in because we'd spoken about it yesterday if you remember those of you that were on we mentioned an hbr article um and the the beauty of uh, the conversation with rosh was he brought a different perspective for me to think about which was fantastic um and one of the things that he was struck by was just how important uh, acceptance is and he was struck by the idea that acceptance gives you control which seems a bit counterintuitive um but I but I thought that was a really lovely realization and we had a great kind of to and fro so those are the sorts of things we'd love to be able to share with you which is you know your stories or your interactions um and prompt thinking back to the back to the community so thank you Roshan for for that uh lots of others Coming in too, so uh, Nick was talking to us yesterday about uh, the fact that he'd used the different planning cycles times, so he happens to be a semi-professional cyclist, uh, racing cyclist and he uses macro cycles, meso cycles, micro cycles and nano cycles in the physical training that he does and could see a way to use that too uh, into his work. Uh, situation, so that was really cool. Getting lots of these examples now, which is fab, and I'd love to be able to quote your changes and the and the effect that this show is having on you with back to the community uh, at some point. So that'd be really cool. Um, I was going to have a really lovely conversation with Georgia about today's resource. So the leadership, well, uh, today yesterday was a, an article, as I've already mentioned, uh, and the link to that article, by the way, is in the. Um, on the Facebook page today, on a on a Tuesday, we have a saying, or uh, or a, perhaps an element of speech that is particularly uh, important. And this one is really lovely. It's from um, Barbara Jordan. Now, I have to be really honest. Barbara Jordan is not somebody that um, I'd heard of before doing some research on this. But Barbara Jordan is uh, was I beg your pardon was a an American lawyer politician and a civil rights campaigner. Uh, And I was struck by her quote, which I'm gonna read to you because I don't wanna get it wrong, um, which was, for all of its uncertainty, we cannot flee the future. So again, we'll put this up onto perhaps Instagram as as a post. For all of its uncertainty, we cannot flee the future. And that got me thinking it's it's I, I personally somebody that really is very forward focused I don't probably spend enough time looking backwards but of course looking forwards particularly in this uh, environment that we find ourselves in this environment is really challenging and we are super uncertain even more so perhaps than we would normally be about what the future holds for us uh, as we go forward um, and I, I think the tone of that saying struck me as interesting too, which is, um, f- I thought the use of flee was interesting because she could have used a word like avoid the future, but fleeing suggests that you're, you know, sort of literally running away from the future. And, and I think coming back to Roshan's point from yesterday and the point we made in the, in the episode yesterday, there's something about embracing the idea and embracing uncertainty Uh, gives you some sense of control. Now, you ultimately can't control the result, but there is something to be said for not trying to run away, but standing your ground and even leaning into um, the challenges that we currently face. So I think that's a, 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 I thought that was a lovely saying. And I think it was something that struck me as a really positive way of looking at uncertainty is don't even try to flee it because you can't. And therefore, what are the alternatives that are left for you? Well, the alternatives are standing still, crawling away, I guess, (laughs) kind of slowly, or actually um, the the approach that we're recommending here, which is that you lean in and that you embrace some of the change that's kind of coming your way. Okay, Um, what I'd really like is what what do you interpret that saying to mean and how are you going to take it on board uh, for your day and week and into this kind of environment that we find ourselves in Um, for all of its uncertainty we cannot flee the future by Barbara Jordan okay I'm going to move into the next uh, part of the show which is food for thought and on a Tuesday as I said food for thought is about productivity so it's helping you remain able to deliver what you need to deliver now the great thing about the Success ID idea is that when we talk about leadership um, the first and foremost part of that is that you lead yourself effectively but also we're not saying that leadership needs to be that you're the CEO of a multinational company. It could be that you're leading yourself only, it could be that you're leading a project team, it could be that you're leading a family, it could be that you're leading part of the community. I mean lots of uh, people have stepped up to the NHS First Responders uh, or the NHS Responders Programme. You know, nearly, I think, it's, I don't know what the latest numbers are, Jack. I don't know if you know, but about 800,000, something like that. It's, it's a mad number of people that are uh, joining that, which is fan- absolutely fantastic. But every one of those has shown some leadership. And perhaps you're showing some leadership by helping out an elderly person or somebody that's you know at risk locally. Uh, whatever your action is, you know, where are you showing leadership in your community becomes part of the spirit I guess of the of the success work and so the productivity piece is how this is helping you with some tips insights and tricks to help you remain as productive as you can be mindful that uh, for many of you you're actually still having to produce results for work, which again really a challenging environment to to do that so when we look at habit forming, one of the interesting things I think to consider, and I would definitely have fallen into this trap, is that actually, if I just try harder, um, I can nail a successful habit. Or if I rely, you know, I haven't got enough willpower to set up this habit for good, and then you end up beating yourself up. There's lots of research to suggest that actually, you know, willpower and motivation are are areas that you can't really rely on um many of them particularly around the willpower piece uh deplete the more decisions you have to make in a day so so willpower depletes over time it's a bit like energy Um, that's that's not an exact uh analogy but it's a bit analogous to the idea of having enough energy over the day and as you do have energy it gets depleted And certainly, your willpower gets depleted the more decisions you're having to make in a day. Now, in a very uncertain environment like the one we're in, you're having to make uncertain decisions, you know, decisions in uncertainty all the time because it's unique. So, no wonder that perhaps establishing healthy habits, uh, positive habits in this time becomes even more challenging. Uh, I'll give you a nice example, just a a fun one, I think, um, and something that many of you might have noticed I've stolen. Um, but Barack Obama, the uh, former president of the United States, apparently used to basically have a set of very, very similar suits and a very, very set, fit, similar set of shirts. And it never really used to have to think about it was one d- less decision to have to make in the day as the president of the United States. And he'd just go in, grab the same suit, grab the same color shirt. And, and move on. I, I've resorted to working days, just a white shirt. So I don't have to think about whether I do a light blue shirt or a purple shirt or a pink shirt. I'm not sure about purple shirt, actually. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's just very, very simple. Cut the, redu- reduce the number of decisions. But the point I'm trying to make here is that decisions deplete willpower. We're in a really uncertain environment and your willpower, your energy for willpower, if you like, will be depleted. So therefore, setting up, automated or systems of habits becomes a really good way of helping you reduce the friction if you like that's required to set up a a healthy habit. Um, I'm going to refer to three different books and I'm going to merge the sort of resources and the reading that I've done over the last I would say two or three months into just a set of five top tips for you but the books that I'm going to recommend. Um, I've already mentioned this one, I think, on the show last week. The first one is Atomic Habits by James Clear. Uh, It's a really nicely laid out book. Um, Works on on a sort of four-part framework. Very clearly written. Perhaps I'm not even going to go there with a play on his name. Um, The second one is I've actually got on my Kindle. uh, It's called Tiny Habits. By B.J. Fogg, F-O-G-G. We can put the links in the the show. B.J. Fogg is, I think, a social psychologist from Stanford University professor. Um, B.J. Fogg created Tiny Habits, uh, which was the forerunner of many of these books. And then a really nice book, which I'm only part of the way through, is from Nia Ayal. uh, And this book's called Indistractable. Uh, Indistractable. The idea that you can stay super focused in a very busy kind of life. Um, so those three books are the kind of framework for some of the work that we're going to talk about. Um, there are four ways to help you nail a habit. Um, and the first is to make it obvious. So if you want to create a habit around your diet, for example, then you need to make the what the uh, habit super obvious and that might be that you you have a prompt somewhere near the fridge right so as an example the second step is to make it attractive now you also have to make it not so that it's so attractive that it counteracts what you're trying to achieve so if you were trying to uh, achieve some weight loss as an example let's extend that kind of fridge example, then it wouldn't be that every time you lose half a pound of weight, you reward yourself with, you know, two donuts because those are then in in sort of conflict with each other. Um, Make it easy, I think, is probably the one that has had the biggest difference to the way that I do what I do, because, and I'll come back to that in a minute, um, but you'll notice that one book is called Atomic Habits. thinking atoms, i.e. really small, and the other book was called Tiny Habits. Again, the idea is really small, and I think that that is a, a super important point. And the last point is make it satisfying. So there is some way that it feeds in to your sort of pleasure centers, um, makes that kind of super helpful. Uh, so those are the four laws really of constructing, and I've merged Clear's work and some of the other work that, that I mentioned before. Uh, I'm gonna give you, um, Five tips for creating positive habits. There are loads uh, for you to think about, but here are the five that struck me. The one, the, the, probably the thing to think about though before we start is that actually behaviour change, this is really important and I hadn't considered it in this way, but behaviour change is identity change. And rather than go, I want to do this habit, What is suggested in these uh, reference books is that actually you think about what sort of person you want to be and then find a habit that helps create that identity. I think that's a really interesting place to start. So instead of, um, I wanna do this habit, think about, I wanna be this kind of person and what behavior will help me get to that kind of person. For those of you that were on the show last week um, on Wednesday, we talked about the difference between ideal self and current self and the gap between those two things. Uh, And perhaps that's where we can make a link into today's work. What sort of person do you want to be? And what sort of behaviours will help support me getting to to that identity of myself? Um, So the five tips are these. the goals piece is still important. So create a goal for yourself, but um, particularly the James Clear book focuses on, uh, then ensure that all of your focus is on the systems to support the goal. Once you've kind of nailed the goal, I want to achieve X, then all, then kind of suspend that. Don't spend too much time sort of focusing on the goal itself, but spend all of your energy, all of your focus on creating systems to support the goal. I spend a lot of time creating the goal and I love the energy that comes from the goal. I probably don't spend enough time on the systems to support it. And what he's suggesting is that the system is really a series of habits, that habitual behaviour are consistently undertaken over time to get you towards that goal. But he's suggesting form the goal, then kind of leave the goal, come back to the day start laying out your your ways forward from there, which I thought was uh, interesting and quite a different way for me to look at it too. Um, Start really small. I mentioned earlier on that making it easy is uh, one of the biggest shifts for me. I tend to like massive action and I like the idea at least of taking big action early. No surprise perhaps that, you know, two or three weeks further down the line, I've stopped doing it because it's exhausting. They're suggesting really, really, really small steps. Um, as an example, if you had a report to write, uh, how about just saying that every day you'd write one sentence? Okay, one sentence doesn't seem like very much. In fact, it seems a bit soppy just to say I'm going to set my workout and actually write a sentence. Their point is that if you can write a sentence every day, it helps reinforce your identity as somebody that is effective at writing reports. Now, this is an important point. So, nail the single sentence reinforces the fact that you are somebody who completes work you said you were going to complete, or is somebody that is a writer, or is somebody that can succeed in a big project because you've proven to yourself that you can take action that's relative to what you're trying to achieve, and more importantly, reinforces the identity of yourself. So I think that's really cool. Um, Start really small, uh, a single activity. Uh, um BJ Fogg gives a, a slightly weird example, if I'm being honest, which is every time he goes to the bathroom, his habit was that he does one press-up. Uh, not while he's going to the bathroom, clearly, but once he's washed his hands, and, and he does one press-up, because actually what he wanted to do was to get fitter and particularly to build his upper body strength. So every time he went, he just set himself a target of doing one press-up. Well, and the other thing about very small habits or very small targets that you set is that you often then end up doing more. So I remember when I was doing my doctorate, for example, I would say, I'm just gonna write a paragraph today and then leave it. But actually, once you get into the work, that paragraph might have become two or three one press up after going to the bathroom might become two or three or four or five. So that's a really important part of, of this process. Keep the habits tiny, 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 because it does all sorts of really positive kind of loop closure for you. Uh, So that's really cool. One of the other things is not to break the chain. So when we talk about not breaking the chain, um, this is a, lovely idea where actually once you've started your habit the idea is that you never ever stop Um, if you get the old-fashioned calendar then you could put crosses into each day inside the calendar and make sure that every single day you've put at least one of those crosses into those boxes because that is your sorry uh, that is your habit that you're trying to perform and never break the chain If you really want to uh, amp up the pressure on yourself not to break the chain, um, then both, uh, well, all of the books really suggest that you put a stake on keeping the chain, every link in the chain building. Um, And I've actually got a habit I want to build and I'm gonna follow the following advice, which is take a 50 pound note (laughs) <laughs> nope. Take a £50 pound note and tape it to the end of a period of time, let's say um, a month. And uh, if you break the chain, you burn the £50 pound note. You don't give it away. You don't um, store it away or you don't, uh, you know, you don't um, uh, whatever. But the whole idea is that you actually destroy the £50 pound note um, because then there's some consequence to you not completing that your chain their advice is by the way if you do break the chain things happen something gets in the way just make sure you don't break the chain on two days because once you've broken it on one day it's easy to break it on the next day and then you follow through with continuing to break it so I think that's that's the, the the last point um well one more point perhaps is to stack habits so when I do x I also do y so that's a really interesting uh, addition, I think. So, so that a bit, it's lit like, a bit like the bathroom. When I go to the bathroom, I do a press up. So, can you stack habits? Um, I already do this, and now I'm going to add in this activity that I want to achieve for myself. Uh, and that's something that, again, they um, all of the resources talk about. So, a couple, a few tips there. I think four or five that I might have woven in into that space. Um, it's really important. You are in a novel situation how do you reduce the friction required to make some of the decisions in these really uncertain times set up systems and those systems for the the sake of today's show are really about effective habits that will help you uh get through this the this challenging environment we find ourselves in let's just finish i'm just mindful of time i know we started a little bit late let's uh, finish with some coaching questions um you'll need a pen and paper and for those of you that haven't done this before, basically, I read a coaching question and just ask you to put a very brief note down about your your gut response to the question itself. Just a, a word or two, even just to capture a thought. And then I would highly recommend that you go and spend 10, 15 minutes some point in the day, early in the day to get these fleshed out a little bit. So you've got a much clearer idea of the answers and the responses that you have to these questions. OK, so question number one. I hope you've got a pen and paper ready. Uh, If you're very modern, apparently, you can um, type notes into uh, your phone. But if you've got a pen and paper or your phone ready, let's just go through these questions fairly quickly today because I'm mindful that you've got your real work and your real day to get on with. Question number one, what sort of leader, either of yourself or of others, do you want to become? Put down two or three words. What sort of leader of yourself or of others do you want to become? Question two, what one key behaviour do you need to change in order to become the kind of leader you want to be? What one key behaviour do you need to change in order to become the kind of leader that you want to be? Question three, what habit could you create that would be very obvious in your daily life that will shape your behaviour as you need it to be what habit could you create that would be really obvious in your daily life that will shape your behaviour as you need it to be question five how would you be able to make the habit so easy You can achieve a very small step readily many times a day. How do you be able to make that habit so easy that you can achieve a very small step readily many times a day? Question six. What will you do to make the habit as satisfying as possible? What will you do to make that habit as satisfying as possible? Question seven. How might you stack habits in the style of if X, then Y? So, how might you stack habits in the style of if X, then Y? And the final question, as always. What question haven't I asked you that will help you establish new, helpful habits? What question haven't I asked you that will help you establish positive, successful habits? Okay, so that's the end of Coaching Corner. I hope you found that really helpful. There's so much really good work out there uh, on these positive steps that you can take. I love this idea, though, that, you know, your habit forming uh, can help shape your identity and your sense of identity of yourself. One of the things I would say just really quickly is if you want to break a bad habit, you just reverse those steps. So, you know, and make it massive try and make it impossible to do da, 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 da. so we, we can kind of get back to that perhaps on another time uh, another session so just to finish off please keep uh, interacting with us keep sharing perhaps you might want to share what habit you're going to change as a result of today's work whack it onto the facebook page that'd be really really cool and then we can share some of those successes back out to the group this show also goes out as a success id podcast Onto iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. So, if you're not already subscribed to those, please make sure that you do that. And if you like what we're doing, what would be really, really helpful is on iTunes for you to share that, um, uh, to rate that um, for us, because iTunes makes a big difference there. Um, on the Facebook page, we'd asked uh, we'd put a poll up asking you whether you wanted the resources that we talk about, i.e. the saying for today or the book from yesterday, to be linked to the topic. Or is it okay, like we did today, to make it sort of less connected and just a bit more sort of uh, free-ranging? So please go on to the Facebook page and answer that poll. that will be up there for three or four more days. Quick note, Friday is a 9.15 start. So instead of 8.15, Friday is 9.15, just this week. Um, look, I um, hope you've had uh, enjoyed today's show. If you have, just share it. The, the biggest thing you could do for me to help me is to share the show with people that you think would like it and benefit from it that would be the best have a really really good day um lead well and we look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's show take care